Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's all talks of life with Chris Veniquez. It's a special one today. I know I'll be doing these about once a week, every once every two weeks. You just got one. But I'm fired up today. I'm fired up today. I'm bringing some ether today. Well, I could say we bringing some ether today because I got somebody with me. And I'm upset. Eh, we upset. We ticked off. Got some news today, ladies and gentlemen, as it's um, we're recording this October 19th. So this is like a special bonus episode extra. I just got to say this real fast. I, I, I know I, I, I this I wasn't doing a, a, what you're used to opening up biblically. But it ain't time for all that right now. It's time for some dudes to get some heat. And supposedly, some dude stood in the kitchen because they about to take some heat. I got somebody else that's bringing some heat, bringing some ether, bringing some fire. My man, the one and only, the host of the show that just came back for season two, and he let off with a rant. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Jose Gonzalez from Denver, PA, my boy. What's going on? What's popping, my brother? Man, what an intro, man! I'm Good grief. What's popping? What's popping is I just heard <laughs> one of the one of the worst. One, you know what? I never said one of the worst. One of the dumbest news that I've heard all year, and I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about something happening in the Bronx today. I'm talking about Aaron Boone. The manager who's been the manager for four seasons in the Bronx, wearing pinstripes, mm -hmm. getting re-signed to a three-year deal with a club option for 2025. The man has been with us for four seasons, Jose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Four playoff appearances. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. If you're a Mets fan right now, you're saying, well, that's great, kudos to you. No, this ain't Queens. That's right, come on now. We expect to win. Come on now. Four playoff appearances, zero World Series appearances, mm. obviously zero rings. Mm. Oh, you should be happy, Chris. Oh, he got to the playoffs four seasons. No. That's right. We expect to win. We're the dang Yankees. Mm-hmm. That's right. Three-year deal, club option for 2025. Jose, let me give you this. But, but, but before you step in right here, let me tell you what's going on in the Bronx for the last four years. 328 wins, 218 losses. Zero, I repeat again, zero appearances in the World Series. Why the hell are we bringing back Aaron Boone, Jose Gonzalez? <sighs> Listeners, let me hear yours just for one moment. This is, uh, you know, I remember, I, I got to go back just a little bit, Chris. Let's get yeah, some yeah. context here, man. All right. We lost against Boston <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. You and I, we were bothered. We were perplexed. Um, and a lot of the dudes, dudes, that go on ESPN and talk about baseball once a year, dudes in the name of Stephen A. Smith, 
talks about Phil Nevin the day after. Hmm. And everybody's talking about we don't put the blame on Phil Nevin. What a joke. I am here to tell you, my dude, that Phil Nevin is gone. <laughs> Marcus Timms is gone. All these dudes are gone. And Aaron Boone still remains. You know, the Boston Red Sox at one point called him Aaron Bleeping Boone. I am convinced Yankee fans are calling him that as well. <laughs> Tonight, <sighs> I, I stand perplexed with you, my friend, as to say to myself, where has organization, my, 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 my team, where are they going? Because one one thing that's clear is this. Is no longer ahead. We're playing catch-up. And we're playing catch-up as the New York Yankees. You just made a... If this was out there in Flushing, this is acceptable. Michael K and them boys will will justify all these actions and yes network come time tomorrow but the real one will be listening to this show tonight make it loud and clear that none of the yankee fans no matter what you say okay tomorrow morning are going to be convinced to be patient we are beyond patient there's a bunch of depressed yankee fans right now wondering why has it been and this man's four-year tenure that we only have one LCS appearance. One. One ALCS appearance. We got beat by the Boston Red Sox twice. Are you kidding me? The Red Sox right now, as we stand, have a 2-1 lead. About to make another appearance in the World Series while we are watching and talking about what is wrong with the New York Yankees. Mind you, the Tampa Bay Rays, back to back years, won the division. Hmm. Mind you, the Toronto Blue Jays have already passed us. Mind you this, my good friend, we are, we are below those teams. We are not even at the top two in our division. Come time next year, you're going to have to convince me that we can compete with those teams and we cannot. The lopsided offense that we have, we only have one ace who hasn't shown me right now that he can get the job done. We have a bunch of lopsided dudes who only go for home runs and the strikeout uh, to home run ratio don't matter no more. Mm. You mean to tell me that that's okay 
in the Bronx. We mm-hmm. got a dude in Joey Gallo that we signed who doesn't hit for contact at all, only does one home runs and strikeouts. You convinced with that? Finally, John Carlos Stanton has had one good year and how long he's been in pinstripes? Got to give him that. One year, though? I mean, we right now, right now, we don't know where we're going. And you mean to tell me that you got to tell Yankee fans tomorrow morning, Michael K, be patient? <laughs> that's, what is gonna, that's what's going to be on yes tomorrow, my brother. My man you, is coming for heads. He's naming names right now. You know more than anyone that that's what's going to happen. And Don LaGregor is going to basically combat Michael K's points because Mike, uh, Don LaGregor is a real dude, by the way. Don LaGregor will shred that garbage. Shout He's out a, to Don LaGreca. I'm not even going to front right now. Right. Right. And he's a Mets fan. Yep. For goodness sakes, you have a Mets fan speaking more sense than a dude that's getting paid to be the Yankees' voice. This is where we at as an organization. That the voice of the New York Yankees, Michael K, doesn't make any sense, but a Mets fan does. <laughs> this is where we become, my brother, right now. And here and, and, and here right now in your show, mm-hmm. I'm about to make a statement that oh goodness. I'm sitting down. Go ahead. I'm sitting down. You know, my man, how I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. Uh. The New York Yankees are the Dallas Cowboys of baseball. <sighs> It hurts my brother, but dude, right now, dude, that bro, we have to stand, my man. This is the truth, my man. You mean to tell me that right now, as we speak, going on, going into next year, and this is gonna hit you. Get mm-hmm. ready. This mm-hmm. is gonna hit you. I already talked about the team that gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. What what's happened? They beat us twice, and this man's watched twice. And the four years that he's been the manager of the New York Yankees, they have beaten him twice, and they have won a World Series in his watch, and they're about to win another one. <sighs> but yeah, I'm gonna flip it on you now. I you know said... how much... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go I'm ahead. A... I'm gonna flip it on you now. Here, here, because I know. That when it comes to top teams that you cannot stand, there's a team out there that we already mentioned. How about next year? We go into next year and the New York Yankees are not the best New York team. That's impossible. That's impossible. Okay. Oh, you say it's impossible, my friend, but I tell oh, you. Oh God. I, I can't I can't do that. So I, I can't get the calls from your dad like this. I can't I can't. I, I tell you, I tell you this though. I tell you this. There might be a call from one of New York's finest mechanics, as they say. More recent than any. You know that this team has been caught by many teams. Hmm. 
next year, I will not be surprised to hear the garbage that comes out from the daily news and say, and the, the New York Yankees are dethroned as New York's team. No, 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 no. I can't. I got to stop you there. I, 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 I can't let you keep speaking that blasphemy on the show right now. Listen, man, right now, today, October 19th, as we're recording this, on the on the on the back pages of the of the New York Post and the New York uh, Daily News, it was it was the backstory today. The back pages today are that the Mets struck out on Billy Bean and Theo Epstein as GMs. They didn't want to come to that team. You understand what I'm saying? So they want to know part of that team. Elite GMs did not want to go to Flushing Queens. You understand what I'm saying? So I Bro. cannot vibe with even the thought of Mr. Met being the mascot on the back pages of the, of, of the New York Post and the New York Daily News mm -hmm. saying that New York has a new team. That is not vibing with me because, first of all, you got elite GMs turning down this team. Number two, and I'll say this and I'm going to take a line from the dude that right now you are most bloodthirsty against. Stephen A. Smith, with the Mets, what can go wrong will go wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I was here in my crib watching the 2015 World Series, enjoying, had my popcorn ready mm -hmm. as these dudes went up, and it was almost in their hand, brother. Mm -hmm. It was almost in their hand. Mm -hmm. And right when they thought they had it, yes. they got snatched that World Series victory. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. that team, that team just got denied today by mm. two GMs that are elite in this yes. league. Theo yes. FC number one, Billy B number two. Mm. They got denied by more people. Mm. So I don't agree with that take. That take on this show will not stand. I'm not going to let that take go on because I'm going to tell you the truth about that team. Right. What can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> I agree. Listen, let, let, you said something. You said something here. Let, let's get back to the to, to the Yankees because it's smelling right. like the New York Sanitation Department right now. What are we talking about? Right. The Yankees, you said that to convince you about the New York Yankees winning or going somewhere next season or convince you about the Yankees being the second best team in the division. I can't do that. Listen, the Yankees, under the tutelage of Aaron Boone from 2017 to 2020, the Yankees led the league in scoring. But, but in 2021, they regressed. They yep. finished 19th in scoring, 6th in home runs, 23rd in hits, 23rd in RBIs, and 23rd in strikeouts. Mm-hmm. The New York Yankees have regressed under the tutelage of Aaron Boone. And guess what? Dudes want to bring him back. So my problem right now, for all of you listening, because I know that there's Yankees fans out there on, my, on, on our pages right now that are listening. Listen, my problem is not with Aaron Boone. My problem is, is with the dude who signs his check in mm -hmm. today in the presser. Hal Steinbrenner said that they were glad to bring this man back that they know that this man has the vision that they have, which is to win a World Series championship. How are you going to convince me 
that mm. your vision is to win a World Series when you put out the same team this season and next season that finished 19th in scoring? How are you going to convince me that mm-hmm. you have a vision for this team winning the World Series when you have one ace? How are you going to convince me that your vision is to win the World Series when you have no clutch bullpen dudes? I told Jose Gonzalez, I want everybody listening to me right now. We text privately. He said, the pitching is the key to this team. I said, my man, and, and if I'm lying, bro, you can stop me. I said, I depend on the hitting with this team. As atrocious as it has been, I know that the bullpen is not clutch. The pitching is not clutch, except for one man. And that man made me out to be a liar. That was Garrett Cole. The dude how many, innings, how many innings? Podcasts. How many innings? How many innings? Eat in the kitchen. And then after Garrett Cole gave up three, three uh, earned runs, the bullpen came in and gave up three runs. No clutch pitching on this team. But the vision is to win a World Series, Mm. is what I'm told by Hal Steinbrenner. The vision is to win a World Series, but the Yankees finished third in the AL East and lost to the Red Sox yet again in the play-in game. The vision is to win the World Series, but they said, Brian Cashman, go out and get us some left-handed hitting. And guess what happened with the left-handed hitting, Jose? Mm -hmm. Yankees left-handed hitting. Mm Mm-hmm was last in the MLB with a 207 average. Yep. 26th in home runs, 28th in RBIs. Mm-hmm. But your vision is to win the World Series? Really? World Series? <laughs> World Series? Really? <laughs> My beef is not with Aaron Boone. Get paid, bro. You are Aaron Bleep and Boone right now because we don't want you back. Mm-hmm. But dudes that signed your checks brought you back. They like the fact that this dude is going to sit down, take a printout, and do what the printout says. I wanted Buck Showalter because I know he wasn't going to do that. But I give you credit. You wanted somebody even better than who I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let yeah. you take the floor, and I'm going to let you get your props right now because your pick in our private conversations were better than mine because we're tired of the coaches who are sitting here and just taking a printout and saying, okay, this is the way it's going to go. No, I we believe that we need a different kind of direction, a different kind of coach. But Hal and Hank Steinbrenner want to take the team in the same way that they've taken them the last four years. In fact, they want to take the team the same way that it's been the last 12 years. Hmm. Zero championships. Hmm. You had a better pick than me. I'm going to concede that to you. Talk Talk to my people. Who was your pick? Who should have been? The Yankees' next head coach, my man. Yeah, he's sitting down right now without a job. I cannot believe it. Mike Sosha. I wanted him who, on his way to winning a World Series, beat the New York Yankees. Mm. 
I wanted that man. That man was the man that I saw once he left the Anaheim Angels organization. Mm-hmm. They've never been in the. They haven't been in the playoffs since. Mm-hmm. I look at this man and his winning blueprint and managing, not with the iPad like you made a mention. <laughs> because dudes like A Rod and dudes like John Smokes have gone on record multiple times, especially on live telecast, by the way, mm-hmm. and said we are tired of dudes telling us that computers could think in moments such as two outs, bases loaded, mm-hmm. game seven in the World Series. You mean to tell me that I'm going to rely on an Apple iPad mm-hmm. to give me a bunch of numbers, calculated numbers? Yep. But this is what's happening out here in baseball. And I understand that tomorrow morning, they're going to say, this isn't the Yankees of yesteryear. Who's going to say that? Who's going to say that, Jose Gonzalez? Oh, you know who Michael, you know it's Michael K. <laughs> you know it's Michael K. <laughs> For goodness My boy sakes. naming names. For goodness sakes, I thought that this guy was a lawyer. My boy is naming names. Tomorrow morning, the voice of the New York Yankees. Because this is the voice that we want to put loud in center, in center court. We want Michael Kay to convince the Yankees and any voice that opposes the will of the top brass we're going to shoot down. Mm. You know, you came after how? Rightfully so. The late, great boss, George Steinbrenner, wouldn't tolerate things like this. And I guarantee you, either you or me tomorrow makes a phone call out there on Yes Network saying something like that, bro, the mic will get cut. Quick. Quick defending Hal Steinbrenner. Oh, 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 but 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 wait, sit down there, Brian Cash. I'm coming to you. Don't think you gonna escape. Don't think you gonna escape. Don't think you. Don't think you for one minute get no burn. Wait, wait, you getting burned? What? The cash. The dude you've backed for 25 years. Let me tell you something. The price ain't right. The price ain't right on this one, bro. And you know what? A man can admit when he's wrong. Uh-oh. Way too long. Okay. I defended the man known as the cash. And you know what? I need to say, you know what? I was wrong on your show. I was going to put a grin in your face. because You, you heard it here years. first, folks. You 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 were telling me for years, bro. Breaking cash don't news. get no heat. Cash don't get no heat. Nah, cash got no heat, my brother. He was there in the championship runs in the glory days. You need my man alone. Fell in love with the past. But you know what's wrong with us Yankee fans, bro? I'm gonna be real. The past is gone. Mm. I'm tired of telling dudes we won 27 championships. Mm. I'm tired of being stuck in 27. Mm. 12 years. Stuck on 27. 
stuck on 27 when the Red Sox do at my job the other day say, where your guys at? Looked at me, told me, you know the dude told me, where's your Yankee hat now? Who? Where's your Yankee hat now? I'm over here looking the left and right, you know what I'm saying? What I'm going to repeat? What am I going to say? Derek Jeter? Mariano Rivera? He's not walking Jorge through that door. He's not walking through that door. Paul O'Neill? He's not walking through that door. Bernie Williams? He's not walking through either. Joe Torre? Nope. I'm going to say 27. I got to take my chops like, I got I to gotta take this beating like a man. I got to take this beating like a man and say, yo, man, you know what? I got to lay down. Because the New York Yankees have allowed this to happen. The New York Yankees have laid down and watched the rest of baseball lap them. Dudes. Like the Red Sox. Dudes like the Tampa Bay Rays. Dudes like the Toronto Blue Jays. Dudes like the Houston Astros. Oh, they cheated. They cheated. Shut your mouth already. Knock it off. Stop belly aching. They lapped us. Tired of hearing that. Any dude that talks about the Astros cheating, guess what? They ain't cheat this year. And guess where they at? Even down 2-1, they got a shot. While we were over here talking about Aaron bleeping blue. But Cash, you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get a free pass neither. Because here's the thing. For so long, you passed on pitching. For so long, you said the bullpen got it. For so long. You, you had a system in play from the time of Joe Girardi to Aaron Boone. We see what that system has gotten us. Oh, the baby bombers. Oh, the rise of something new. You know what? That window, as fast as that window and that door opened, that window, that door just got shut down. They caught up. While you running over here and talking about we got it. We don't need dudes. We're going to pass on dudes like Dallas Keiko. We're going to pass on dudes like Max Scherzer. It's okay. We got it. Oh, no. We're going to go into the playoffs with an old CC Sabathia. I got love for you, CC. No, it has nothing to do with you. No, no, no. We're going to come with another year of Brett Gardner. I love you, Brett. It has nothing to do with you. You see where Brian Cashman has failed this team. And moments where he had to pull the trigger with dudes like Corbin when he was available. He passed Mm. on him. Mm. Um, that year, you know where Corbin went? To the Washington Nationals. And remind me, Chris, 
Was he influential in the World Series title? They won the World Series. Thank you very much. Brian Cashman, you have fought in this as well. And like you said, brother, we got to be real. We got to keep it in context. It's not all iron beeping blue. It's not. It's not. It's the dude from the top. The dudes that eat with him and Brian Cashman. And then it trickles down. And then it goes to the players. But this has to be looked upon as inexcusable. It cannot be tolerated. This is the mess that got tolerated. And this is the reason why I know you get mad at me for calling the dude the captain of the New York Yankees. But once again, like I repeat with you in our private conversations, I will repeat to you and your listeners tonight. The reason why I call Aaron Judge the captain of the New York Yankees is because he's the only one that makes sense. Here's why. The voice of the Yankees won't tell you it. <laughs> the one who's running the top of the show, Hal Steinbrenner, won't tell you. Brian Cashman won't tell you. Aaron Boone can't tell you. He's a puppet. <laughs> but Aaron Judge, on the year when they lost to the Houston Astros, Mm-hmm. Everybody and their moms was telling us how good of a year we had. That was the year I booked it, Chris. I remember that. I booked the World Series. I'll never let you forget it. I booked the World Series because I said, yo, we got it this year. It looked well. It looked good. And then they're convincing us, just like dudes try to convince narratives in our day and age, the organization said we had a good year. And the only dude, the only man who stood up at the end of the year like a man, like a real man, Mm -hmm. was number 99. And when asked, was this a successful year? He said, I do not look at it as a successful year. We didn't get the job done. I'm paraphrasing. He said that. I give him credit. And we know what the job is, right, Chris? Because this, it's mm-hmm. not winning 100 games. This ain't Queens. This ain't Queens. This ain't Wrigley. This ain't Fenway. This ain't whatever the case may be. Whatever place you want to call, this ain't it. This is... The place you take your kids to look at championship rings. You get educated with rich history, with greats. When you take your kids to the Bronx, Chris, how many times you go and reminisce of the past and say, yo, yo, that year. Look, you see that ring, CJ? See that ring, Leo? That year right there? That year right there, Caleb? My Yankees beat the Mets. And then I can go with my son, Izzy, and say, yo, Izzy, remember this year right here? You, th- th- This is when you were born. 
This is when my Yankees beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm. The last time we won a chip. My man Aaron Judge is the only man that made sense to say job ain't done. Sounds familiar, right? You know, you know I'm you know I'm alluding to. The late great. The late great. Come on. Hey, that's your boy. George Steinbrenner. That's my man. George Steinbrenner wasn't a dude who was soft, man. Um, there's some softness going on right now in the Bronx. And I want to point out some of the softness going on right now in the Bronx. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. The way we pronounce it out here in soft. New York City. Soft. You made you made you alluded to it earlier. The Yankees let go of Marcus Thames. They let go of uh, Phil Nevin. And they let go of the assistant hitting coach, P.J. Pilliter. Now, did the Yankees lose because Phil Nevin? No. Is that is that a narrative we could push? No, no. 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 So... If we can't push the narrative that we lost because Phil Nevin made a mistake, mm -hmm. then why is it that Aaron Boone keeps his job, but the mm -hmm. assistants that he did not pick and one of them, his best friend, Phil Nevin, how come they lost their job? Somebody got to get the ax. Somebody got to be the scapegoat. That's right. Somebody got to deflect blame from themselves. Hank mm. Steinbrenner. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to deflect blame from themselves. Hal Steinbrenner. Mm -hmm. Because if this was George Steinbrenner, he would have fired Aaron Boone. That's right. You know how I know? I'm going to tell you how I know. Let's go back. Let's go back. Because Jose Gonzalez, the last time, that a New York Yankees manager made it to the fifth season without winning a World Series championship hmm. was 1922. Hmm. 1922! Babe Ruth was playing baseball then. The greatest baseball player that ever lived was still walking the earth in 1922. And that's the last time that the New York Yankees allowed a fifth season for a manager who didn't get it done. George Steinbrenner never allowed a manager to come in and for four seasons lose and then tell him, go back and try it again. Nope. Never did that. Not with Billy Martin. Not with Buck Showalter. None of them. No manager survived five straight seasons. Sorry, four straight seasons and lived to tell a fifth about it <laughs> while George Steinbrenner was the boss. But oh now Aaron Boone gets the shot to manage a fifth season for the Yankees mm -hmm. without even so much as a World Series appearance. Which the New York Mets will be happy about. But we're not happy about it because we're the dang Yankees. No, no, wait. But Hank Steinbrenner's happy. 
because Aaron Boone kept his job. Mm-hmm. Hal Steinbrenner's happy because Aaron Boone kept his job. But you tell it, Mike, okay? You tell it, casual Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. You tell it, fan of any other team that hasn't won. you dang right. That hasn't won 27 world championships. You tell mm-hmm. it, fan of any other team that doesn't have over 30-something pennants. Because me and Jose Gonzalez, we're not going to tell it. Mm-hmm. We would have got rid of this dude. We say it on the airwaves, and we said in our private conversations, you can't bring this dude back. But there's some softness going on in the Bronx right now. In one of the toughest boroughs in the entire state of New York, the heart of, of the Bronx is turning soft right now. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. I want you to listen to one more thing, my man, before I give you the floor. And before we turn the page here, I I, I want to get into some happier times. And I'm going to bring back the game top five with you because you know how we do. Me and you always debating top five, top ten basketball players, football players, baseball players, things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. We're, always de- we're, we're, we're always debating top five stuff. So we even take it to top five. You know, things like little, little things of everyday, everyday life. We debate top five stuff. We, we're always in debate every single day. Sure. But before, before I move on to happier times and get into, you know, getting to know you a little better with the top five game, I, I just want to ask you a question. I shoot, boy. Aaron Boone's new contract, like I said at the beginning of the show, is three years club option for 2025. Brian Cashman's contract is up after next season. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just want to get rid of them both in one fell suit? <laughs> but Hank and Hal Steinbrenner decided we're going to give this man a three-year contract. And then we don't know what we're going to do with Brian Cashman right now because they haven't said anything. There hasn't been any breaking news of Brian Cashman signing a new uh, a new contract. So my question is this. Is it possible? Do you think, can you see a Yankees world with Aaron Boone in it but not Brian Cashman? I can't see that. The family has expressed, um, especially Hal. Mm-hmm. Hal has expressed <clears throat> extreme gratitude and loyalty to the cash. Mm-hmm. And I think before anybody going, it would have been Aaron Boone um, over Brian Cashman. But I guess in this relationship that they have they they kept Aaron Boone which shows me that Brian Cash um they love him um I remember in the middle of or going into the all-star game 
last year or this year that just passed. Um, so we're talking about the the current state of the New York Yankees. Um, and Hank was talking about how he wanted to make things clear that Brian Cashman isn't going nowhere because there, mm. there were a lot of rumors circulating and going into the all-star break. And he said, Brian Cashman isn't going nowhere. He's done an exceptional job and la, 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 la. You already know the whole justifying of the actions. Um, they also expressed their gratitude to Aaron Boone. And basically in that meeting, Hank, I'm sorry, Hal, um, just went in the players. He went in on the players talking about how they need to perform. Um, but there was, uh, when, it, when it came to that, those two, um, first Cashman was being defended and then Aaron Boone. And then he, when he went down and he trickled down, he put the blame on the players. <clears throat> so you see a world with Aaron Boone, but without Brian Cashman. That's what you said, correct? No, I said I see a world with Cash mm-hmm. instead of Aaron Boone. I do believe Cash is going to get extended. Would you extend Cash? I would extend Cash before I extend Aaron Boone, but let me tell you something. No, no, but they already extended Boone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said I, if, if it was me going into the, into this, mm-hmm. but if I let's just say for instance, if I had to choose between those, Aaron Boone would leave and Cash would um would remain. Um, I be, I believe Cash stays regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. so you're predicting, uh, Aaron Boone. I'm sorry, you're predicting Brian Cashman gets gets resigned. Yeah. Can I get a bucket? Nah, you ain't get no bucket, bro. You already got a bucket. Mm. Okay. All right. Listen, my man. I got about 15, 17 minutes left in the show, something like that. Anything you, anything, any final words you want to say to the New York Yankees or the Yankees fans listening or whatever you want to say? about the Yankees. Anything else you just want to have the floor about right now before we go to top five or or not? For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, good. Faithful Yankee fan that's listening to my boy's channel, listen to me, listen to me clear. You will not hear from Michael K tomorrow morning um, about accountability. You will not hear from um, Hal about accountability. You will not hear from Cash about accountability. But you're going to hear tonight that only one man that stood up to be accounted for was number 99, a baseball player, who, by the way, hasn't have a max contract. Let that sink in. And as that sinks in, be reminded of this. You're going to be sold false hopes. Hmm. You're going to be sold on your past and how many championships you have had in the past. Oh sure, you're gonna remember um late you're gonna remember greats such as Mr. November. Mm. You're gonna remember those dudes like Jorge, Paul O'Neill, you know, and the list goes on and on. Chuck Knobloch, you know, Scott Brocious, those dudes that contributed that didn't get uh, much love. You're gonna remember those championships in the early nineties and going into the two thousands. But sadly, 
be realize this. That's the only thing you're going to have for the next couple years. Oh yeah, this drought gets even more longer. Do I see a championship on the horizon? No. You're going to hear it here. The baseball world has caught up to us two, three years ago. Aaron Boone will tell you, as the exit meeting they had not too long ago, that the rest of baseball has caught up to us. Aaron Boone, once again, that is false. They have caught on to you, and they laughed you twice. The New York Yankees fail, and they fall short. And they remind you of an iPhone 7. An iPhone 7 was good in its time. We're in iPhone 13. You have features. You have speed. You have RAM. The New York Yankees are an old textbook of what was and what is no longer. Mm. Does this drought end? Sometimes. We got the money. Does it end now? Don't hold your breath. We're not making the playoffs next year. Your Honor, my man rests his case. We win in the World Series next year. Don't hold your breath. <sighs> this ain't Queens, but dang it. It sure feels like it right now. My man, are you ready to play top? Five. Let's roll. All right. That's how it goes. I'm going to say top five, and I'm going to give you a category. I need you to run through five through two, and then tell me why number one is number one when you get there. All right? Mm -hmm. All right. Top five. Favorite movies of all time. Oh, man. Oh, this is a Man, kid. Uh, dang, kid. You really hit me with this one, man. We got 17 minutes. I got to go quick. Um, Probably less than that now. Um, Top five from five. Man, kid. All right. Um, right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go um, Man on Fire 5. Okay. Um. Number four. There's a little childhood preferences here, man. Home Alone 2. Okay. Um, number three. Um, man, dude. Man, that's so much, bro. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Um, <laughs> you gotta love the Sandlot. Oh, the Sandlot rocks, man. But number three, um... Man, man, man. Number three, I got to go with Training Day. Woo! Number two, I got to go Scarface. And okay. number one, I go John Q, man. I'm a dad now, bro. It hits me. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. You don't even got to explain anymore. You're a dad. It hits you. I get that, man. Three Denzel movies in there. Woo! My man. Yeah. My man. You know, it's the GOAT. That's definitely the GOAT. Listen, man. Top five hmm. favorite TV shows of all time. Ooh, you're getting me tonight, bro. Ooh. Nice. Mm. 
All right, man. Here we go. <sighs> this is hard, man. This is hard. Dang, kid. You're killing me. All right. Um, number five. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin. Okay. Number four. Seinfeld. Okay. Number three. Um, shock, shock, shock. Dang, I had it in my mind, man. Number three. Oh, dang, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Number three. I'm going to go office. Number two. I'm going to go. Wayne's Brothers. Mm. And number one, The Fresh Prince of Belay. I knew it was number one. Why, why <laughs> is number one number one, brother? Why is number one number one? Go ahead. Talk to the people. Talk to the people. Bro, number one's number one, bro, because no, no matter how old it gets, it can be so, it's so relevant. Like, it never gets old, bro. Right. Um. Yeah, Uncle Phil, my man. Fresh, you know, come on, man. It, it, it's a classic, son. No doubt, no doubt. I just um <clears throat> seen the entire show with my fam on yes. HBO Max. Yeah, man, definitely have to go back and revisit that, man. Uh, one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, probably in my top five, for sure in my top ten. Um, my dude, I know I'm going to get you with this one right now. You ready for this one? Oh, man, bro. Ahead, top son, bro. five. Favorite oh. video games of all time. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put the heat on you, baby. Man, kid, all right. Oh, here we go, boy. Oh, dude, all right, man. Number five. Hmm. Super Mario World, the Super Nintendo. Mm. Love it. Love it. Number four, <clears throat> the original Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Number three, Metal Gear Solid Three. Number two, I'm up to number two, right? Number two, yeah. Hmm. This is hard. This is hard, kid. This is hard. You got me, bro. This is hard, man. I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make a decision in rapid fire. Number two. The last of us. Mm. And number one. The only video game in my life that made me cry. Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4. Made you cry. Made me cry, kid. Why is that? The story was tough, kid. Wow. The story, it was engaging and the action, bro. Everything that, that game was a masterpiece, bro. Okay, okay, okay. PS4 version, correct? PS4, yeah. That that's a good list. I can't find that's a good list, man. I really like that. Um, listen. Top five. Man. Favorite video game consoles of all time. Ooh. I love this. 
I love your show, bro. I you know we gamers, baby. You know we gamers. We gotta talk about this. All talks of life. I'm loving your show right now, bro. This is lit. Um, all right. I'm the new Aaron Rodgers, man. Oof, you're done right, son. You owe them. You own. You own them still. All right, here we go. Here we go. Number five. The Nintendo GameCube. Number four. Man. The Nintendo 64. Hmm. Hmm. Number three. The PS4. Number two, the PS2. Mm. Number one, the Super Nintendo. Woo! Super NES, talk to me, baby. Bro, the Super Nintendo is what got me into gaming. The greatest video game console of all time. Before there was online gaming, there were the moments where you threw your controller and cried because... And the level in um, Donkey Kong Country, when you're about to get the King Kong crew, you, you're about to get there and you lose. You got to start back. Bro, those were d- difficult times where video games weren't giving dudes trophies. <laughs> That's for sure, though. I can't even front, man. I can't even front. That number one is my number one as well. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Mm. Top five. Favorite wrestlers of all time. Oh man, dude, you know, doing this to me, kid. You really are, man. Come on, car. Oh man, man. All right, number five. Thanks, kid. You killing me right now, son. Because <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. There's gonna be a lot of heat, man, right now for my top five. See, so your top five, baby, is your top five. We ain't saying, I'm not saying who the greatest ever. I'm saying who your favorites, man. Marcellus Wiley had a, a horrible top list, man. I ain't trying to go on that. You know. we, ain't, we ain't even going to talk about that terrible uh, list, man. Number five. All right, keeping up in focus. Um, Undertaker. Okay. Number four. I mean, struggling, y'all. He's sweating out here. Thank you. Number... Oh, I gotta have I, I man, dude. Number number four. Brett the Hitman Hawk. Okay, okay. Number three. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number two. Hulkamania, and number one. If you smack! <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You trash this man's movies all the time. <laughs> but he's your favorite wrestler of all time? That's my favorite wrestler of all time, son. But you don't support none of his movies. Probably except... I- 
front right now. I mean, the rundown I know. And then yeah. you're thinking about Black Adam. I mean, I know you're a little excited I'm for thinking, Black yeah. Adam because yeah. you're hoping that you're hoping that they turn it around at DC. I hope he don't choke it. But how is the dude? Yeah, me neither. How is the dude that you trash his movies all the time? Uh-huh. Your favorite wrestler of all time. Why is oh, this dude number one? Very easy, bro. Because Dwayne Johnson and The Rock are different. There's levels to this. Uh-huh. Dwayne Johnson, the actor, isn't on the level of The Rock. What is Two it about The people. Rock? What is it about The Rock? The Rock, and I'm talking about the like the, the days when um when he was in the corporation. And, you know, when he turned to the baby face, everybody loved. He just had that flair, that style, the charisma. Like, and he walked around like he didn't care about anybody. Mm. He wasn't caring about being on anybody's list. There was, like, this type of style that he had, that flair. You know what I'm saying? Dwayne Johnson wants to be liked by everybody. Dwayne Johnson's looking for the approval of dudes. The Rock is not looking for nobody's approval. I feel that. I feel that. And to you, I know he's the greatest Mike Talker of all time, right? For sure. Yeah, I, I got I got him there too. I had a I had a guest on the show uh, a little while back, episode twenty. Go check that out. Um, he was saying that he thought Ric Flair was number one. I got Ric Flair number two on the mic of all time, but the Rock, the Rock man, he's he's number one. He's number one as the greatest Mike Talker talker of all time. He could command that mic like nobody. Nobody else could get somebody chanting their name out of nowhere on the drop of a dime, no matter where right. he was in the building. Right. And, um, you know, he just, he's still electrifying today. But I got to get down to the last two, brother. Mm-hmm. And um, I know in the beginning of the show, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't start off with a sermon or a teaching today, but I got to mm. bring it about. Man. I got to bring it back Come around on, to the word. Somewhere, Come somehow. On, I got, I gotta know. Come I gotta on, know. Man. You're gonna do this. What's your top five favorite books in the Bible? Number five, Ecclesiastes. Um, number four, the book of James. Um, one John. Mm. Can I can I ask, can I X one out? Yeah, hey, bro, is your, is your list? Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm list. not thinking. Not that I got time to think. Um, number. All right, so all right, let me start over. Number one, no, number five, the Gospel of John. Okay. Number number four. The Book of James. Number three. Um, the Book of Romans. Number two. One Timothy. Mm. And number one. The Book of Hebrews. <clears throat> Ooh, the Book of Hebrews. The Unknown Writer. Yeah. Book of Hebrews, baby, talk to me, man. Man, the Book of Hebrews, bro, it, it's it, it takes me, bro, into an appreciation to 
the new covenant that we have in Christ Jesus and um, what the law wasn't able to do for Jews and Gentiles. Christ, through the once and for all sacrifice of his blood shed on Calvary, does for us, meaning no matter what we do on this side of eternity can ever out-trump, we can never own owe God anything because his blood has covered it. He forgives us of our past, present, and future sins as we bow down to him as Lord and Savior of the book of Hebrews, man. It's really getting me through, through has gotten me through some tough times in my life understanding the gospel, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go to the last one. I, I got a bonus one, though. I got a bonus one, but before I go to the bonus, this one, the, the, I don't I don't know how you're going to respond to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I'm going to go with it because we might have a debate when I go to the bonus, but mm. I want to know. I don't even know this about you. I, I knew what your favorite movie was, what your favorite TV show was. I knew what your favorite game console was. I knew who your favorite wrestler was. And I knew your favorite book was, Bible book was, because you stated that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know what your favorite video game was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know this one either. Top five. No. no. Favorite non-Bible books. Because I know you got the library at the crib. Man, kid, you're killing me, bro. You got the library for those that ain't seen it. This man got a library in his house. His wife is called the book collector. Man, can you kill me? Literally, bro? one of the walls in his house looks like a public library branch. <laughs> My man got books all over. Shout out to Pennsylvania where they got the reuse shops and the thrift yeah. stores where they got a bunch of books. 50 cents, yeah. a dollar. Yeah. And you could just stack up on great, great Christian literature. I mean, some good stuff. And my man got over 100 books, but, and he's probably had over like two, 300, and he's given a lot away, some to me. But out of all those hundreds of books, my brother, you can only pick five on this show. Man, kid, you killing me, kid. Give me the five, man. Give me the five. This is what we do. We do top five. Man, kid, you're killing me right now. You're killing me right now, G. All right, man. Woo, this is where we're going to go, man. All right, man. So you want to do it like this. I see you. All right. All right, number five, practicing the presence of God. Mm. Number four, um, Desiring God by John Piper. Number three, Bro, you're killing me, bro. Fault Lines by Vody Bakum. Mm. Number two. Hmm. Nah, this is all awesome. shit. You're killing me. Bro. Number two. Man, I think I'm going to get a little stuck with number two, man. It's me. Um, boom, 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 boom. Number two. Um, Tactics by Greg Kukul. 
Okay. Uh, it's an apologetics book. And number one, bro, I'm currently reading it right now. Um, really, really good. It's Gentle and Lowly. It's a book called Gentle and Lowly, number one. It's been really great, good read, talking about the love of God. Who wrote it? Um, This brother, man, dang, dude, I actually got, I forgot the author, man. That's not coming up in the clutch. It's all but, good. Um, gentle and lowly. Um, I can ex- I can explain to you, man. It really talks about the love of God in a biblical way. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get that um, the over. I think not. Not make sure I'm saying this right and do it with speed. Um, it, you know, we get that the the, the message of that. Oh, God loves you, and no matter what you do or whatever the case may be, it can be like a, a false like representation of God's love. Um, but you can um, go to the word in a biblical sense to see how God's love for you matters. And that love will never reject you. That love will always accept you. That love is gentle and lowly. And it's by um, um, Dane Ortman. Mm -hmm. Christ for sinners. Mm -hmm. Um, I book right now this season. This will be it. Gentle and lowly, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. Once again, by Dane or or Orton. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like those, man. I, I, I like those picks, especially those last two, talking about the heart of Christ, the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Could never ever go wrong studying the heart of God because we need a more heart. Mm-hmm. We need a heart more Christ-like every single day, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And um, you know. It's always good that we could lead back to the gospel. We talk all this top five stuff and we get upset at our Yankees and whatnot. But in one breath, man, we could be debating Yanks, getting upset at our Yanks, debating buckets and all this other stuff. But as long as we don't get away from the center, which is Christ, that's all that matters, baby. And um, I'm just glad that, that those two top fives right there just, you know, really, really um came back to the love of God and the heart of God because you know that that's that's what we need to tap into every day is a Christ like heart. I got a I got two bonus here. I know I said I had one. Woo, I, I said I had one. That's 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 uh if you want to call it politician style Ooh. I had uh-huh. I know I, I said something and did something different. Um you know but there was a question posed. So I, I know this one to be easy. The last one, the, the bonus one won't be easy. This one will be easy, though. Because we got a, for those that don't know, there's a, there's a fabulous app that I was put on to called Marco Polo. And, uh, you know, you just send videos to your friends. It's, it's to your contacts, private people, contacts. So they're on the app. You send a little video, y'all talk, and then y'all talking back and forth. This is like FaceTime, but TikTok style. So you TikToking back and forth, basically, on Marco Polo. So we we did this thing on Marco Polo. We got a football chat going on, but we veer off from time to time. My man Brandon Adams had a great question, and I'm going to pose that so you could tell the listeners, what are your top five favorite series? Oh, we had a crazy debate about this, and you went off. 
So know. let the people know what's your top five, man. Oh, man. Man, you got me going back, man. You got me Cause going you, back. Because you feel strongly about this. I know that. Yeah, man. Okay, bro. So once again, I got to try to reiterate what I said, bro. I might. All right. So here we go. Number five. Number five. I'm thinking a moment. Lordy, let me think here for a minute because I forget the, the the bottom ones. Okay, so number five, number five. I'm gonna go, um, cinnamon toast crunch. Number four, I'm gonna go Fruit Loops. Number three. Um, Fruity Pebbles, number two, um, Apple Jacks, and number one, Captain himself, Peanut (laughs) Butter Crunch, baby boy, let's go. Now, here's the problem. Here is the problem, ladies and gentlemen, that we have. I'm gonna let you in a little bit, Sean Brandon. Don't be mad at me. I'm gonna let you a little bit. I'm gonna let you in a little bit. What's going on in that discussion in our Marco Polo? Some of us don't believe that peanut butter and cereal go together, but my man out here picked Captain Crunch with the peanut butter. So I don't. I, I don't know how y'all feel about peanut butter in cereal. I'm not feeling it. I know that some of the gentlemen in the chat, they're not feeling it. But Jose Gonzalez is with it. He came at me because I put number four, I put Frosted Flakes. And I came at him because I'm like, yo, peanut butter in cereal don't go. But obviously you feel different. So you tell me why, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. The peanut butter... And Captain Crunch, bro, hits different, bro. Um, it, it gives me that jolt of, I don't know, dude. It's like this, a bunch of, like, sweetness, bro. And I just love just crunch. Like, get the crunch, too, of the cereal. Uh, makes it worse, bro. Um, doesn't get soggy. Doesn't get soggy. So, um, that also plays a factor for me. I can't stand soggy cereal. Um... So, yeah, I think it holds the consistency, and um, it does the job. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my man's top five cereals. If you have a different top five, hit me up on private DM or open Facebook whenever I put the link out to the show. Don't forget to share the link of this show. Let other people know Yankees in trouble. We bring in that ether. We bring in that fire. But. This is the last one. I'm definitely about to let you off the hook because we about to go. Um, Tis the season. So I got to ask. Because I know what's number one. 
Oh, man. Oh, but the jolly oh, fat man oh, is almost here. <laughs> and I got to know. Oh, man, bro. What are no. your top five <laughs> favorite Christmas movies of all time? Dang, man. All right, let's hit it. Oh, man, we got to hit this, man. We got to do this right. We got to do this respectfully, bro. Number five, Elf. Yes. Number four, Jingle Jingle All the Way. Yes. Loving it, loving it. Hmm. Hold on, hold on. Let me think, let me think. Home Alone 1. Whew. You better believe that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Number two, Die Hard. And number one, Home Alone 2, Escape from New York, baby. Still my number one, boy, after all these years. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You gonna take a bunch of doves in Central Park with a bum lady over my man John McClane? I lied, son. I lied. I lied. I lied. You're right. You're right. I Don't can't do this to me, son. I made that. I made that blunder, son. I got. I, I got a flip flop. Don't mess with me, my man's. I got you know what you said son. in private text. You know what you said in my know, face dude. at your crib. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what gotta, you said when you saw Die Hard here in my house. Can I flop like LeBron? When you saw James? it on the rack. Can I flop like LeBron James? Please? I want you to flop like LeBron James, Vladi Divac, and Derek Fisher. Don't and don't forget James Harden. All right, um, James Harden we're, too. You get called out too, baby. Nete we flip flopping, boy, boy. Where we flip flopping, boy. Here we go. Number two, Home Alone two, and number one, Yippee Ki Yay. Let's go, Kai Yay. That's right. The number one Christmas movie of all time. I don't care what Michael K says, it's a Christmas right. movie. That's I don't right. care what drunk Bruce Willis says, it's a That's Christmas right. movie. That's right. Came out in August. That's fine. But yep. it's in the credits, the songs is all Christmas. That's My right. man leading off with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes himself. That's right. Then you got Dean Martin coming in the credits singing. Mm-hmm. And the movie is based on Christmas in LA. That's right. Takes place at a Christmas party in Nakatomi Towers. That's right. Come on. With Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me you're going to stand up there, Bruce Willis, in an interview, drunk as you are, talking about it's not a Christmas movie? Really, do, bro? Are you serious? Now nah, I know do, y'all bro. saying why y'all got to point out he's drunk because he's saying that it's not a Christmas movie. Nah, yeah, that was usually dying. when Bruce Willis does an interview, he's loaded. So that man's yeah. bugging out. He bugging. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie, and my man Jose Gonzalez got the nerve to come up here and talk about Home Alone Two is the number one Christmas movie of all time. Come I on, flop, man. Son. I flop, son. I flop. I flop. What are you talking about, dude? 
Some lady out here talking about, I'm going to give you two turtle doves. One because you're my friend and the other one because I'm your best friend. <laughs> and that's the greatest Christmas movie of all time? Come on, man. You better flop like body diva. <laughs> the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I said it last year on my show. I'll oh, say God. it again when I gave my top five. That's right. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. John McClane. Y'all talking about. That's Agent right. Johnson. Special Agent Johnson. That's right. That's right. They want helicopters. We'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. I can't say the next, the next line, but they gave no, yeah. it to them. Mm-hmm. Die Hard, That's y'all. Right. That's the greatest right. Christmas movie of all time. I agree. But I got to say this, though, my G. For the first time ever in 2020, I saw Elf. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I'm I'm very very late to the party, but right. I saw it. I, I saw it last Christmas. Better late than never. At at uh you know, one of my brother's houses in the church, and um, we was there, my family and I, and his family obviously is there, extended family and all that, and they put on Elf, and I saw Elf for the first time in 2020, and I was like, yo, this is going to crack my top five now. I got to revisit my top five and put Elf in it because Will Ferrell was brilliant. And when you said Elf, I was like, yep, yep. definitely in the top five. I, I definitely got to agree. So for those who heard last year, I put out my Christmas list before I watched Elf. But when I revisit it, Elf is going in. I can't even front on that. That's right, that's right, that's right. But, my dude, Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 1? Yeah, you're darn right, bro. That's one that won't flinch. The sticky I'll... bandits over the wet bandits? You're darn right, brother. Come on you're now, son. Right, you're darn right. They went to New York. They did it big, part two. That's when New York was New York. I don't know about we had that. A, we, we had a special cameo by a young Donald Trump, son. Yeah, no, <laughs> which Come was on, cut son. out, by the way, on <laughs> on on a regular television, them softies. Stupid soft. Cutting out the Donald Trump part. Really? Soft. Mad soft. soft. Listen. Listen, man. <clears throat> the wet bandits are the greatest bandits of all time. I don't know how y'all feel when y'all listening right now. Jose Gonzalez thinks that the sticky bandits of all time. I'm going to take the wet bandits. I'm going to tell you why. The wet bandits made insurance prices go up on people's houses. The wet bandits ain't care. The wet bandits were the dudes that fake like they were cops. One guy faked like he was a cop, went up inside a dude's house, got his trust, came back, knew what time the lights would turn on on each house. The wet bandits are the dudes for me. I'm going with those guys. I think that they were funnier than the sticky bandits. I mean, you know, they 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 were coming out the window, they were climbing the rope, 
They smelt the kerosene. They turned around. My man's cut the cord. <laughs> they flew right into the Come wall. On, son. You, you're laughing, though. You know these dudes are funny, son. You can't. Oh, my God, man. These dudes came downstairs. My man's hand got burnt a little M in it. Then his head got burnt when he tried to come in. On him, Moth came in the house. His feet got all broken up with glass. He got hit with an iron nail in his foot. Tar on his feet. Snow on the ground. Like <laughs> I gotta go with the wet bandage, G. No. One thing that I have to say when it comes to calculation was this. Sticky Bandits came, son. And they when they finally got Kevin in that scene in the alley, and they just pulled out the strap and said, if you scream, we'll pump you with, with lead. I said to myself, son, yo. <laughs> yo, my man, how can you say that to a kid, bro? Like, <laughs> that was some G stuff, bro. Like that was that was frustration, bro. What that man did, what they did to did to them in part one, sir. Um, I think the funniest moment, bro, for Sticky Banners for me was when Marv got electrocuted, son. Oh, I yes, can no. see that part, bro, over and over, and it never gets old, dude. My man, I laugh to the point, bro, where I can't breathe, son. For you to do that to me, as a as a thirty five year old man, and still have that charm. Every Christmas, son, and I watch that, son, I cry, I laugh. That's why they up there for me, son. That one scene, kid. I I can't. I mean, part one definitely has its iconic moments, bro, and everything you've mentioned, I can't disagree. They're valid points. But, bro, when it comes to laughter and when it comes to, like, just, bro, don't yo that one scene. My wife tells me every year, bro, Jose, you're too loud. Shut up. She recorded me one year, son. And that's not to mention that the next couple years I'm still laughing the same way, son. Yo, son. <laughs> These dudes got it, bro, from me. I feel you, G. I feel you, man. I I, I got both of the movies, so you know, I laugh yeah. with both of them. Um so y'all pick, you know, me and Jose, y'all y'all could be the tiebreaker. I got the wet bandits. Jose got the sticky bandits. Yeah. But make no mistake, Die Hard is number one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Y'all better not even front on me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest yeah. Christmas right. movie of all time. I ain't changing. That's right. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, God is great. Life mm -hmm. is great. And you're great for listening today. Jose Gonzalez, thank you, my man. I really appreciate this. Right, right. Yeah, I'm going to talk looking. to you soon. I'm yo, looking forward to the next episode of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Go ahead, brother. One more thing. I want to say a special shout out to my beautiful wife, Stephanie Gonzalez. God has blessed her with another year of life. October 19th, right now, you're listening. 2021. Baby, I love you, sweetie. Happy birthday. God has given a great gift to me and you. Love you, baby. Special shout out, no doubt, to the queen of the house, Stephanie Gonzalez, one of my one of my best friends as well, along with my best friend, my boy Jose. Um, 
I know that you've definitely been blessed. Like I said on Facebook today to her, mm-hmm. she's been a woman of God as your husband, a woman of God to my nephew, my man Izzy. And she's done it all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's about the greatest compliment, you know, that I can pay her that she's done all these great things mm-hmm. as the helper of your home mm-hmm. to the glory of God. Because mm-hmm. I know that she loves God first. And that she loves you and your son. And she loves people. Mm-hmm. But she does it all to the glory of God. And you can't ask for anything more than to yeah. do it for the glory of God. And she's dedicated her life since she's gotten into Christ, with Christ, mm-hmm. to doing everything, you know, the way that would please the Lord. So definitely a birthday shout out. We recorded this on October 19th. It dropped It dropped on October 20th, the first time you listened to it. This was a bonus emergency podcast because the Yankees did some of the craziest jump off that we've ever seen. They let a manager go into the fifth season without winning a dang World Series championship and with zero appearances in at least into the World Series. Zero. So we had to do this real quick. We We had to fire off on the New York Yankees and all them dudes. Like I said before, Share the show when I throw out the link. Please let people know we fired up. We throwing out that ether, as my man Jose Gonzalez would say, against the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And definitely the top five was fun. My man, sure. thank you for doing this. Love you, you my dude. Really for life, you, man. man. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, like I said before, and I'll say it again as we go out, God is great, life is great, and you're great for listening. Today, I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.